Hello, today is Monday, August 7th, 2023. I'm Adam Hartog. Sitting next to me, as always, is my court-appointed attorney, Thomas Frey. Sitting to our left is producer Rue. And this is episode 16 of the Breaksdown Podcast, part of the 528 Podcast Network. We have an exciting show for you guys today. Let's get into it. All right, recording this just before 8.30 on Monday night, and Tom, we are not on a winning streak anymore. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? The U.S. Women's National Team? Yes. Okay. For the first time in a World Cup since 2011, we have lost. Yeah. uh, They never really looked like the favorites they were supposed to be throughout the whole tournament. At no point. Not even against Vietnam. Yeah. They just... And everyone made excuses for it, like... They're young. They're young, they don't have a set 11, yada, yada, yada. They didn't, which was a huge coaching They didn't. Problem. Everything I've read has been that it's just coaching malpractice, what that coach did. Totally overmatched, yeah. yeah. So, some quick stats. They scored four goals in the whole tournament in four games. Three against Vietnam in Game 1. One against the Netherlands in Game 2, which was a 1-1 draw. And zero against Portugal, which was a 0-0 draw. And then zero against Sweden last night. Yep. Lost 5-4 on penalty kicks. The last World Cup, 2019, would you care to guess how many goals they scored in just the group stage? I saw the stat, so okay. it would be a little bit of cheating, okay. but it's uh, for it's 18. For, 18 goals. Yeah, yeah. That includes a 13-0 drubbing of Thailand, but still. Thailand, in, in I would I mean, assume, but, in the soccer is the equivalent of Vietnam, that's, that's I would imagine. I thinking, so I yes. guess that would be the, it would be 11 less against the inferior competition, or sorry, 10 less. Uh, so it's either way, it's an indictment on their goal-scoring prowess throughout the tournament. Yeah, Uh, but, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. They were uninspired. Uh, The effort didn't appear to be there, or even when it did, they just were not clinical. We were waking up at 3 a.m. to watch the games, but it looked like they were waking up at 3 a.m. to play them, too. Nice. Thank you. That was a good line. Thank you. Uh, I heard there was also a little bit of a culture clash where it was the older players looking back and then the younger players looking forward, and yes. there was just no cohesion between the group. Too many players that were starting and playing significant minutes on name recognition alone. People really hate Megan Rapinoe, yes. so it's it's hard to gauge what it's is re- reality versus, you know, And but I saw a, a low-light clip of her missing, like, five wide-open chances in front of net. and it's, They just couldn't score. And it, it seemed from, and, and she blew her penalty so it it just seemed like she didn't have it anymore and she was getting those minutes based on name brand alone alex morgan too really has not been the goal scoring prowess that she has been painted as for the last couple world cups yeah but subbing her off before penalties for rapino is questionable at best fresh legs don't help in, during penalties you're not within the flow of the game no the you know nerves what I mean? are higher I would yeah think. You're, you're not adjusted to the state of the game so it regardless of her experience i i just think that was a bad move because they were inevitably heading to penalties baseball brawls base brawls nice thank you uh tim anderson got dropped i don't think i've ever seen that happen in a baseball fight Jose Ramirez was swinging wildly, dude. He yeah, there was he hit. <laughs> I don't know how he he must have gotten him clean with the this part of his his hand. It didn't look comfortable. It, it was he hit him this way. <laughs> I've never seen someone land a punch with the this part of their hand and knock someone out cold like that. Like Odor's when he punched Jose Batista, like a way cleaner punch to the face. Yeah, he he like nailed him. But it's such. 
It's so embarrassing for Tim Anderson, dude. You, if and, you're his teammate, you can't let him get up. And he he squared up too, dude. He did. He yeah. squared up first. That's that's the worst part. And he he went for the first punch, missed, and then got clocked in the face while Jose Ramirez is getting pulled backwards by Tim Anderson's teammate. Half-assed pullback, though. Yeah, a little bit of a half-assed pullback. And then he was on Twitter, uh, Tim Anderson, after the fact, just like sad boy hours, like everyone's fake people coming out, like all this, you know, just, dude, you just got rocked on national television. Everyone's making fun of you. Maybe you should just lay off Twitter and lay low for a little while. (laughs) Yeah, subpar holdback. He did get screwed there. I learned the importance of, like, the legit holdback. Yeah. Because, but that was different, though. Well, yeah. So you held him back, and then the guy you held back got just took rocked a cheap shot. At him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got sucker punched. Uh, but you so were trying I was to be helpful. Back our friend. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I realized after maybe I needed to pull back because I just held him there. Apparently defenseless. to be a punch. Defenseless, yeah. basically. Yeah. You just he got. But rocked like I didn't expect. His like, nose was so broken. Yeah. It was like a like a lightning strike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, lessons learned. Lessons yeah. learned. Yeah, you were just trying to help. I was. I you, was trying to defuse the situation. Yeah, that it was a sucker punch. It was a hundred percent. So yeah. But yeah, if you're Tim Anderson's teammates and see him like pop up and then like wobble, you need to be like, dude, go down. Like we'll get the cart out. Everyone will at least be like, uh, maybe he like actually got hurt. He's on the cart. But if you like are I, noticeably have just you have just freshly gotten knocked out legs that's gonna live forever i'm guessing he shot up uh, and like he, they didn't know that he had unsturdy legs they tried to walk with him and that's when he started wobbling but once once the wobble sets in you immediately got to be like bro like just but the wobble set in it's what are you gonna there's no winning there just like stop him hold him there i, I the guess the wobble is the worst look yeah but it's that's a tough spot for the teammates it is yeah like what are you gonna do you tell them to go down and then it's like you, you just you're gotta... taught to get back up in that instance staying down is almost worse are you taught to get back up well not from a you know brain perspective from the long-term health of your brain but if you get knocked down you get back up you don't want to look like a little bitch true so he didn't want to look like a little bitch <laughs> he did though that's yeah but it's uh, yeah i I know, but it's... He looked like a dude who just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and if you're like... But that's not... That doesn't, make, but that doesn't make him a little bitch that he got knocked out. You could get knocked... The, the toughest guys in the world in boxing and UFC get knocked out. That's true. It's a bad look, but I don't think it makes him soft. I understand why he would get up. Especially, like, he doesn't want to seem more soft. But it's not like he would be cow- cowering on the ground. Yeah, but like, if he, if they got video of him laying there on the ground or a picture of him, that's even more of a meme forever. I guess. Like, you mean the the Photoshop potential? Yes, that's ex- it's gonna be a meme forever. It might be anyway, though. It will. Odor's rocking Joey Bats in the face is still a meme, but it's not as embarrassing, I think, if it's just the video of him going down. A picture of him laying on the ground slumped is worse. Irrecoverable. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I get your perspective of the teammates looking out for his best interest, but I think it's a. I don't think there's winning in that. Once you you get knocked Once out get like knocked that, out. you're there's just there's no recovering. National TV knockout, not in a fight, is tough. Yeah, it's bad. And he got suspended six games. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. more than the Astros, right? Any of the Astros. <laughs> well, the Astros got suspended zero games. So, yeah, yeah. 
but he got suspended, I think, double what Jose Ramirez got suspended. Yeah, which is, I saw that. Which is pretty funny. It is, I mean, instigator. Yeah, no, it, it like, it makes sense why he would be suspended for longer, but it, it just sucks. It just adds to the, <laughs> it just sucks. Yeah, the, op- the in, bad optics. Insult to injury. Yeah. yeah. For baseball, oh yeah, angels are falling apart. Yeah, yeah. went all in and stink. Ten and a half games back in the division, seven in the wild guard have traded away like all their good prospects for rental pieces for the most part all of it to make the playoffs so they can keep otani but it's looking less and less likely that they make the playoffs so they might lose all their prospects and otani so (laughs) it's just it's real bad which is why i said they should trade him they went they won like three games against the yankees who were the worst team ever at that time and still aren't great and they were like you know what let's be buyers and that whole like two week span before the trade deadline when teams start to be decide to be buyers or sellers based on like a couple of games is a little bit silly but in the the cubs decided not to sell and now they've been the hottest team in baseball since so it could go either way but it's it's a little silly i think i did see one report i thought that said that they're somewhat optimistic that they can keep him i think them making the playoffs was a big part of that gotcha I'm not saying they can't keep him, but they are risking a lot right now. Everything. Everything. If he leaves for free and now they have no prospects and still a ton of money tied up in Rendon, I'm not saying he would do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Trout wanted out. How does that work in baseball? He asks for a trade. Does that happen? I don't really, really, you don't hear about it that often, I feel like. It happens, yeah. Okay. It's not like the NBA, but it definitely happens. Or even the NFL. Yeah, or even the NFL. But or it, even the NHL, I feel like. I have no idea. Uh, okay. Um, Bryson DeChambeau won a live event. Yeah. It's his first live win. He shot a 58. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's the, he's the fourth player ever on, on a top tour to hit that low of a uh, score. So, pretty in crazy. 58 and 54 holes? No, no, no. On 18 holes. They only play 50. Oh. In one oh, round. He shot a 58 oh. in one round. See, now this makes a lot more sense to me. I yeah. was like. How, what, how, he'd be <laughs> he'd be getting hole-in-ones every hole. Except yeah. for four. Yeah, okay. This is, see, this, is, this is very dumb of me. But I was like. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think he was like 20 under par. Yeah. This, uh, this makes a lot more sense. Okay. Uh, yeah. I miss when he was a villain. He's a good golf villain. Well, when the Liv and PJ combine, he'll start getting more press again. It's just no one lives a joke. No one cares about it at all. These guys are making a ton of money, and then they're just going to go back to PJ like nothing happened. This this kind of did bring up, though, some side tangent and thought exercises in my head when I was reading a little bit about his, his victory, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about other sports villains. Is it critical that a good sports villain wins? I can't think of an example of one that didn't off well, the top of my head. Someone like Trey Young has made it to a conference finals. He's not an NBA villain, though. I think he's, he's a, a New Knicks York villain. villain. Yeah, I think he's a Knicks, like, enemy. Like, Reggie Miller isn't a national villain, he's a Knicks but he's villain, a Knicks yeah. villain. So I, And he always beat the Knicks. I would say, yeah, the villain always needs to win in some capacity. Like, if Trey Young had, if the Hawks had lost that series, I think he would just be kind of a meme. But since they won that series and he's always performed well at the Garden, he's able to maintain that villain status. 
I agree. I think it's important that they win. I mean, I remember years ago, like probably 15 or so years ago, I was reading Sports Illustrated, and there was an article about the Vancouver Canucks who were in first place at that time, and one of their defensemen said, you don't hate the guys in last, and that's always stuck with me. It's very true. It's why not so much anymore, but the Yankees. The Yankees, yeah. why everyone hates the Yankees. The They're evil the, empire. the winningest franchise in sports. So it's – I get why everyone hates them, but it just – it is what it is. Do you know who's second – North American sports by championships? No. The Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Twenty four. There's no way I was ever guessing that. A lot of a lot of cups. That is thirsty bunch. Was this also like way back in the day? Yeah. Thirty years since the Canadian team won the cup. True. Since Thirty seven. years this year, yeah. Any Canadian team? Any. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's like a lot of them. There's seven or eight now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Montreal lost. I think in 2020, and Vancouver lost in 2011. Did Vegas win? Yes, this year. They won this year. They won this year. Okay, that's what I thought. And they lost in the finals. Their first year of existence. Yeah, okay. To Ovi. And who was their goalie back then? Fleury? Marc-Andre Fleury. All right. See? His nickname is Flower. I didn't know that. Why? Why is that cool? Flower? Because everyone's like the Flower. That's not a cool nickname. I liked it. If of all the nicknames you could possibly have, you'd want to be the flower? It fit. It fit a goalie. Why? You just like moving around. I don't know. I'd rather be like the octopus if I was a goalie (laughs) or something. Like I wouldn't want to be a flower. Well, I would rather be, if we're going to be like something with tentacles, I'd rather be a catcher for the Padres. I guess, yeah. That's what I don't know if they call him that anymore. Really? It's Kraken? Yeah, I don't know which nickname is is better, honestly. El Gary's really good. El Gary's as good as it gets. <laughs> it really is. It's the it's one of the funniest nicknames of all time. <laughs> um, speaking of hockey, the Sharks traded Eric Carlson to the Penguins. It was a three-team trade. Pittsburgh received Carlson, Rem Pitlick, Dylan Hamilyuk. I it's probably not how to pronounce it. And a pick, 2026 pick San Jose received a first next year. Michael Granlin, Jan Ruda, and Mike Hoffman. Montreal, a second in 2025. Jeff Petrie, Casey DeSmith, and Nathan Legary. Carlson's a three-time Norris Trophy winner as the best defenseman in the NHL. He won it last year. I know you're not the biggest hockey fan, so I don't know how much you have to add on this one, but I figured I would mention it because it's a pretty big trade. Are the Penguins any good? Uh, they're they're at like a the post dynasty with all their stars there still. But is Malkin still there? Malkin is. He was. They were talking about maybe trading him last year, but and they went to Crosby and were like, "You're the only untouchable." And he's like, "Ah, oh, me and Malkin." So, are they their boys? They are. Yeah. I mean, they came into the league at the same time. I think won three championships. Is he still good, Malkin? Um. He, yeah. He's, he's like okay. still all star level. I mean, oh, he was, at his prime was in. He won an MVP. Um, and Sid's one of the best ever. But, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So they're they're that much I know. They're gonna make the playoffs probably for a couple of years still, but okay. them as a serious threat is probably not like the reality for them anymore. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I I, I know the name. I know Eric Carlson the name. But he's very cool. Does he have a beard? Yes, and he's is like, Swedish. Is like, like red? long hair. Is it red? The no, beard? it's not. It's blonde. It's brown, I think. Then I might not be thinking of the right guy. He's got a cool sleeve. I would have never seen it, though. That's true. I don't see him, at, you know, around town. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you moved to Pittsburgh, you might. Now, 
I don't even know what team was he on before San Jose. Yes. All right. See, I know some stuff. No, 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 no. Not at all who I. Not at all who I was thinking of. I don't know who I was thinking of, but it was Are not you that of Red man. Redbeard the pirate. Sure. Okay. His beard is red. I would hope, unless it's just a bad nickname. If it's not, I need a lot of therapy. Uh, SummerSlam, <laughs> which I know you didn't watch a second of. No. Roman Reigns defeated J- main event Jey Uso to retain the WWE Championship. His run, according to the WWE website, is now at 1,070 days, which is the fourth longest in history. It's the longest run since Hulk Hogan 40 years ago. Jey Uso had Roman dead to rights, and he was about to pin him when his brother Jimmy, like, added, nobody sees this coming, but this dude in a black hoodie and like a black bandana over his face just grabs his leg gives him the old yank and just runs away no doesn't run away like does the like reveal okay because it's like that's the thing that they're going for wwe just wants to shock people yeah the shock value yeah once that happened you kind of knew that like roman was gonna win because that like they're not gonna put two huge turns like that back to back what's the justification for him tanking his brother's jealousy so their whole the whole group they're all part of the anoai family which is like the manning family for wrestling like the rock is part of it roman reigns is part of it the usos umaga it's like like, are they all like samoan yeah just like polynesian they all have cool tats Uh, a lot of people expect roman reigns once he finally loses the title to just do what the rock did but they were all part of a faction called the Bloodline, mm-hmm. and that's one of like the greatest. It's considered one of like the greatest groups in WWE history, and they're trying to go for like the implosion from within storyline, and they're just kind of dragging it out, probably until WrestleMania, because at this point the title run is so long and like historic that they need to end it at like a huge main event. Yeah, and people thought it might be SummerSlam because they were going for like a two big main like headliner kind of thing. Does Jay Uso? Keeping in mind, I don't know much. I just know from, like, the outside. Is he, like, a big enough star to have unseated Roman? Yes. He is, like... Yeah. And he'd be, like, a good champion? And it would be, like, defeated from within, basically. But would you be happy? I wanted them to do it with Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania in April because nobody liked him. They didn't yeah. do a good job with his character. And then he left WWE to go to AEW, which is a rival company. And mm-hmm. he was, like the face of the company and like really helped take it to like the heights that it eventually got to and then he came back to wwe like a year and a half ago Mm. he left as almost an afterthought and came back as big as it gets in the business now and everyone thought the reason they were able to get him back was like all right you did a lot for the industry like we're gonna put the title on you and they built it up and at wrestlemania everyone thought it was gonna happen and then it was actually one of like the bigger turns that they ever did in the main event because nobody saw it coming so now everyone's just trying to figure out like what, where are they where are they going with this well i guess it adds to the intrigue it does yeah and i mean it just draws out the story so like they can keep selling out while pushing the same narrative have you seen the show heels it's a wrestling show no it sounds good though it's uh it's on stars have you ever you know uh like the arrow green arrow the show i know you haven't seen it but you know of it yeah the main character the green arrow is in heels and so that's why i ended up watching it it's really good it's about just people that are playing heels i assume it's about a like small town wrestling company competing for like national relevancy and the the main character is 
the champion, the longtime champion, and it's he's sort of turning heel because he's refusing to give up, and he writes all the stories. And his brother is like a rising star, and he's refusing to give up the the title to his brother. Gotcha. Yeah, it's so really it's, good. It's pretty interesting because when Roman Reigns was brought in, WWE was trying really hard to like push him, mm-hmm. and the fans hated it. Like they had to edit the audio for live pay-per-views to cut out the booze he was getting. They hated it because it was forced? Yes. And then they turned him into a heel champion, and it was worked great because everyone hates him. Mm-hmm. Um, Does everyone still hate him? Yes. Oh, really? If he ever leaves the company and comes back like The Rock did or like Brock Lesnar did, he will get like a huge pop. The WWE fans will have appreciation for him like the the job he did because mm-hmm. his job is to get people to hate him right now yeah which is not like, a, he's like skip bayless yeah um it's not a fun job no well and, it might be might be a fun job i'm sure i'm sure they love it i mean it's yeah. just like live acting basically but That's you'd rather be a face good. yeah definitely like john cena yeah awesome love john cena yeah <laughs> hustle loyalty respect that's what this podcast is about <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Lakers signed Anthony Davis to an extension, three years, $186 million max extension. Already surpassed Jalen Brown. Per year. Per year, yeah. <laughs> like we said it would. Yeah. I didn't know who it was going to be, but ago. yeah. And two guys who are extension eligible who could surpass it, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, depending on if someone's going to oh, give them that. They're going to extend both of them. Kawhi's been extension eligible for like a month now, and they haven't. there's been no talks of it thus far. They have to keep them because they're moving into a new arena. Yeah. So you can't move into the new arena and stink. But especially you don't want Inglewood. Yeah. And do you want to give these guys? But do you want to give them a five-year max each of them when they barely ever play? So the Clippers are in a very unenviable spot. It's verbal meme. Uh, what's their owner's name? Balmer. Steve Balmer. Balmer just the the Wolverine-looking guy in bed with the picture, and it's just Chris Paul and Blake <laughs> <Yeah>. Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> they should have never gotten rid of Blake. I do. That was one of the crazier. I will never forget where I was when I Who'd saw. Who they even the, get? I don't remember. But I, when I saw Blake to the Pistons, I was walking in front of the dining hall at BU, and I immediately texted you like Blake to the Pistons. And that he was actually, I think he ascended to peak Blake for one year with the Pistons. He put his entire game together and was able to shoot, pass. He was basically a point forward the whole year and led them to the playoffs and then his body gave up on him yeah but i'm i was very high on blake i always knew there was more to his game than just being a dunker which is what everyone gave him shit for early on in his career and that was he ascended to that level for one year and was able to put it together so you were the winner did you look up who was in that trade yeah it was for tobias harris avery boban marjanovic a first and a second round so it was Tobias, Avery, Bradley, Boban, first and second? Tobias was, I mean, youngish at that time. Probably Like prime. No, I think he was a little older than that because he was with the, the Magic, Magic for a while. and the Bucks oh, before the Pistons. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he could have been 25, 26 at that time, and Blake was probably 30. I, I don't know. It's a weird trade. I don't think they should have done it. Especially after they convinced him to stay by putting his jersey in the rafters or showing it to him. Blake, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a messed up move. I like Blake. I love Blake. I think he's really funny. Yeah, he is. He's hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, sorry, I totally derailed this. The Anthony Davis extension, I don't think he will ever reach the heights people thought he would. 
as, in his career. I think I agree with that. He was supposed to be the best player in the NBA. That was what like everyone thought he was going to be. At the very least, top three consistently. There's been big stretches where he was top five. Stretches. Stretches. But he's never been that for two seasons in a row. Yeah. I think that that is what it takes, though. I don't think a th- one year of really good play or a couple months of high-level play, like extremely high-level play, makes you that. Well, the reliability was never there to be like a core guy. Absolutely. Like, you need to be available to be one of those top three guys. And, and I just think... I don't want to say, like, the league passed him because he's still really good, but the talent in the league, there's so much of it that, given his availability issues, I just I just don't think he'll ever be considered a top three guy again. That's all it is. I mean, when he when AD's on, he's, like, he's as, as good as it gets at that exactly. position. As good, but you can never count on him. And also, he disappears in games. He and, does, yeah. And that in itself is enough to count him out for me. Like, if I had to build a team around someone, I probably could name 20 guys that I would pick before him. That might be a draft. (laughs) Guys you'd build the team over AD. Before Anthony Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think I could think of a lot of them. Uh, In other news, the days until football counter. College football, two weeks from the time this episode comes out. And the NFL, 28 days. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It feels like it's been forever since football, but also doesn't feel that long for me. I don't know. It feels about forever for me. Yeah. I don't know. I just I think the last few months have gone by really quickly for me, just because. I don't know why. Probably because of this taking up all my time. But uh, <laughs> it's gone by quick. But for college football, we were talking about this before we started recording. I've never been into it because I don't have a team. I picked i'm a duke fan for basketball because jj reddick when i was growing up was the awesome in college and he was on duke and that was right in my formative years so i picked duke and i've always been a duke fan but they're not good at football so don't have a team but coincidentally they produced yes my quarterback yeah i know (laughs) totally unrelated but yes i know they they happen to produce him but I'm in the market for a team, so if anyone has any recommendations, let me know. Are you taking – how are you doing this? Are you going through, like, the recruiting process, whoever, like, wines and dines you the most? Or if, is it just going to have to be straight the wand chooses the wizard? If – that would be cool. Well, I thought I had that, but then you told me Perry picked that team, so I'm all out on them. Can't have Thomas Hammocks, Northern Illinois Huskies. No, and we share a name. That's what I. That was what we bonded over mostly, me and Mr. Hammock. But I can't now. I can't have them. So now I need a new one. And if a team were to put any effort into recruiting me, even one Instagram or, t- or TikTok comment, I'd be all in. That's all it takes. <laughs> But I'll reach out to some of my FBS sources. If a single college football team comments on any of our posts, I will be a fan of them. Whoever does it first. As long as within reason. Like I, The school I went to is a small D3 liberal no, arts No, it's got to be FBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the top, top of the top. And it ain't going to be Duke either. It's, uh, it can't be some... But if it is Duke. If Duke commented, fine. I'd be all in <laughs> on the program. I'd help. I'd be a booster for all I care. But I, I'd... Fine. Whoever comments first, you can have my rights. I don't have a college football team either. There's a lot that I like or have a soft spot for, but I just I'm a fan of the sport. I know you are. You like you just like it though. Yeah. The, the games are really long. 
it's a really big commitment to watch a college football game. I mean, for me, so, it's, it's like 9 a.m. Saturday till like the time I'm asleep. Yeah, but I need a rooting interest to to do that. Like even gambling, I I never win, so it's not really fun. No one does. So I I've, it's not fun anymore. I did it real hardcore for a few months, and like I was taking it really seriously and doing all the research and everything, and still losing all my money. <laughs> so after that happens, it's it's hard to go back. Ah, uh, we will be though. It's a good time to plug the new segment adjacent thing that we're gonna be doing. We're gonna have Shay on for NFL picks throughout the season. Oh yeah. Our special He'll be on guest in the next, Shay. the next few weeks for his first appearance. It's exciting. He see, he wins. He does, yeah. We used to try to tail tail him. Yeah, but every time we tailed him we lost. So we were the see we're the problem. Not him. That's the issue. Okay, I also wanted to talk about the Pac twelve conference. Ceasing to exist. Yes. Officially yeah. deceased. Not officially, but um, it's the Conference of Champions, more national titles than any other conference. They have basically been stripped to the, the bones, the nuts and bolts, by other conferences. So leaving for the Big 12 is Utah, who is the two-time reigning Pac-12 Conference champions, Colorado with new head coach Primetime, uh-huh. Arizona State and Arizona, Leaving for the Big Ten, Oregon, Washington, and USC and UCLA had already announced their move to that conference over a year ago. It's weird because college football was forever inherently regional, very similar to soccer where it was different areas and styles of play. Like for years, the SEC was like defense and run game. The Big 12 was like air raid, no defense. And I always thought that was super cool. And... It's being it's becoming more like nationalized now, and a lot of the regionality and styles of play are going with the wind, which stinks. And it's all for money, which also stinks. And once the college football playoff kicked in, and now everyone wants to expand it, it kind of just made sense to make it less of a regional sort of game. Yes, and that's the like another part of it is that it's kind of like a chicken and the egg scenario because the Pac-12. Hadn't made the playoffs since 2014. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, all right, if you had made the playoffs more, would the conference have been elevated by the playoff revenue that each team would get and just the increase in, like, viewership in those big moments and recognizability, I guess, for lack of a better word, the perfect word. Um, So it's like the chicken and the egg scenario. Like, if you had made the playoffs more, would you be in the scenario? If you weren't in this scenario, would you have made the playoffs more? Yeah. I don't have anything close to an answer to that but it's i think if they had made the playoff any of them had made the playoff they wouldn't be in this scenario would be my guess it's the notoriety of the conference has gone down and down and down everyone knows clemson alabama lsu you know those are the teams in the forefront and usc has a potentially transcendent talent on their roster that's the only reason anyone's talking about them same when they had like sam darnold it's they would have one good player on a big team or a couple good players on a big team and that was like why people would tune in but otherwise no one cared so it makes sense i assumed there would be some sort of merger of like the pac-12 and the big 10 or something yeah but. so right now potential options seem to be um maybe a merger with the mountain west who has schools like Hawaii, San Diego State, Boise State, Colorado State, or it's going to completely collapse. And the four remaining schools were Stanford, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington State 
kind of going to be left to be picked apart. And a report came out today, actually, that Stanford and Cal are both in talks with the ACC now, which is that doesn't even make crazy. any sense. The Atlantic Coast Conference that picking up Stanford and Cal. <laughs> I saw something that said I don't know exactly what conference this was offered to, but it was for. Cal and Stanford. Oregon State and Washington State. So it was for the four of them to merge with another conference, and they were just like, we'll take you, but we don't want Washington State or Oregon State. (laughs) So it was just like, what the hell? You you, you can't just take two of them, and now they kind of are. Yeah, Uh, and it sucks because regional rivalries are the sacrificial lambs, the Apple Cup between Washington and Washington State, no more the Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State no more. The Oregon State athletic director, Scott Barnes, not Scotty Barnes, Mm -hmm. was quoted as saying that he was furious when he was talking to reporters after the moves were announced, and he said that the conference was hours away from agreeing to a new TV deal, which seems a little hard to believe, given Mm -hmm. the fact that they they bailed immediately after seeing it. Yeah, uh, it's probably not going to happen, I would imagine. Based, but some of the new exciting rivalries that I've read on The Athletic came up with and then some were fan-submitted is the John Denver Classic, which is Colorado-West Virginia. That's really uh, – wow, okay. Phil Knight and the, versus the Scarlet Knights, Oregon and Rutgers. <laughs> Big Ten rivals now, yeah. The Trojan War, Michigan State and USC. Ooh. Um, that, that, these are good. Yeah, these are some of my favorites. And – I think it's like the Lakers go west game, so it's Minnesota and UCLA because oh, the they used to be the Minnesota of... Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. There's no lakes in Los Angeles, or no. there's very few, I would imagine. Also, up there with uh, the, the, Utah the Utah Jazz, Jazz keeping the name after leaving New Orleans. Yeah, when music's <laughs> prohibited in Utah, not even allowed to listen to it. Um, so, yeah, we're essentially, uh, where does this leave college football? The Power Five is no more. We've basically just seen a college football supernova. Uh, we saw a Power Five conference explode into nothing right before our eyes and pretty much in one day. Uh, the race between the Big Ten, it was between the Big Ten and the SEC, seemingly. It was adding Texas and OU. But with recent additions, it seems like the Big 12 is here to stay. They already were adding before this BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. And I have, an in- I have a cool little chart that I think will annoy you. Is this your secret chart that I wasn't allowed to look at? This is my secret chart that you weren't allowed to look at, yes. Let me just pull it up quickly. For what it's worth, I didn't look at it. I appreciate that. It's, I wanted to, though. It's nothing special, but... So I'm going to name a conference, and I'm going to ask you to guess how many teams are going to be in it, and I will tell you how many teams are currently in it. So. Dad. What? I'm not even good with numbers, and you're pulling this on me. <laughs> okay, I will just tell you then. Okay, but ask me one, and we'll see All how right, it goes. The Big Ten. 14. Currently 14. And it's going to be 18. It's going to be 18, yes. All right, all right, fine. That's good. I just thought you'd be amused by the slash. Ridiculous. I, I thought you'd be more annoyed by the fact no, that it's ridiculous. The Big Ten. Yeah. It's, it's, so. it's not the Big It hasn't been the Big Ten for years. I, also, no. I don't think there should be a Big Ten and a Big 12. Well, I think the Big that, 12 currently has 10 teams. Yeah. And we'll have 16 teams. It's just <laughs> stupid. Just uh, The Pac-12 does have had 12 teams. I know. And they were one of the good ones. And now they're down to four. Now they're the Pac-4. Yeah. Soon to be the Pac-2. Yes. Yeah. Soon to be the, yeah. This, I mean, that's easier change than Pac-4 because you can just erase the one. Yeah, you're right. 
fair enough. I but no, this other stuff is stupid. Yeah. Like I get it. I get it. But it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Big Ten has currently has fourteen teams. Big Twelve currently has ten. They'll have respectively eighteen and sixteen. It's like it's this is a very weird example, but it's where my mind went. It's like the U.S. adding 20 more states and just being like, you know, we'll just leave the flag at 50. 50 it's stars. already good. Yeah, 50 stars. Like it looks Puerto good Rico at 50. Yeah, like, we'll just, we're just not going to add one because why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's, no one's everyone, counting. Everyone's got the flag already. It's too much work. <laughs> Think about all the old Navy shirts that'll have to be reprinted. Yeah, that's the problem. There's going to be callbacks. <laughs> it's, people are going to be upset. So we'll just leave it as is. Uh, that's housekeeping. Very nice. All right, Tom, what are we doing now? All right, so for our meat of today's episode, we're going to be doing a quarterback power ranking of sorts, but we did it by tiers. And the tiers we chose are tier one is Mahomes, as you can imagine. There's only one name in there. And we did two different rankings, and we don't know what each other ranked, but we had to come up with the names of the tiers to keep it fair. So second tier is Elite. Third tier is Franchise QBs. Fourth tier is pro bowlers slash guys that we will look back at and be like, wow, look at those stats. Next tier is young with potential. Tier after that is Ryan Tannehill and other versions of Ryan Tannehill. And the last tier is people who might as well have been drafted by the Jets. <laughs> so as you can imagine, it's not a very good tier. So we did the... We who, were, who do you have for your Mahomes tier? I have Mahomes, as you, as you would likely guess. A lot of the tier ranking lists have had Mahomes with the other upper echelon of quarterbacks, but for us, he's far and away, I think, the best quarterback in the league. And I think it's different should, level. I think should be for most people. It's a LeBron, like, 12 years, middle of his career, who's yeah. playing for second. Or like MJ. It's like yeah. it, very obviously <laughs> the most dominant and the best player in the league. And then for our elite tier, I think we actually differed on some names here. I've got Burrow, Allen, Hertz, and Herbert. All, by the way, J names. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. Wow, okay. That's cool. I, I didn't now I'm rethinking my list because of that. Yeah, it's good symmetry. Who of those people do you not have? I only had Burrow and Allen in okay. my second tier. So Hertz and Herbert aren't in your elite tier. They're the first two out, but I would just like to see a couple more weeks from Herbert. I'm pretty much there. Sorry, sorry, from Hurts. Okay. Um, I think that's I, fair. I need to see some more playoff success from Herbert. I, I know he's capable of it. There's not a doubt in my mind that he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. If we had a tier between elite and franchise QB, I would have put elite just Burrow and Allen, and then whatever that middle tier was would have been Hurts, Herbert, and probably Trevor Lawrence. And Rodgers, I think. But since we didn't have that tier, I had to make a line of demarcation somewhere. And, like, I wouldn't say Herbert's on the same level as Burrow, you know? But for the purposes of this ranking, I had to have him there because he's certainly not on the same level as some of the guys I have on my elite quarterback list. So here's the way I looked at it. It was basically for this tier, like, Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. If we see a conference championship in the next few years without any of them i will be stunned i think that's fair if you're viewing it in that way i think that's fair i that that was kind of the cutoff between hertz and herbert mine is these guys probably are the favorites for mvp this year all of them i I would if i were to look at the 
the odds, I would assume that those guys would be at the top of the list, and maybe like Rodgers, because if the Jets have a big year. But otherwise, that was my criteria. But again, you have them the tier below I, both of them, right? Both so of them. we're not far off on it. So the in my third tier, what the name? What's the name of the third one again? Franchise QBs. Okay, franchise QBs. I have Hertz. I have Herbert. I have Lamar Jackson. I have Aaron Rodgers, and I have Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so again, I have a few more names. I have more names at the bottom here. So it's, I have more names up, I have more names here. It, gotcha. So I have Lawrence, Rogers, Lamar, then I have Kirk, Dak, and Stafford. So in order, that's who I kick off my next tier with. Exactly. I didn't feel good having Dak here. I didn't want Dak to be there. I am not a believer in Dak. If I put him in the next tier, it would have been because of my bias, and I was trying to keep that out of it as much as possible. My anti-Cowboys bias. I went through the same exercise with my anti-Aaron Rodgers bias. I figured you did. But it's... I still don't feel good about Dak being there, and I also don't love... No, if Stafford is healthy, I think he belongs there. I'm assuming health with that one. Yeah. I, I think he's too good to be in the tier below. I really went back and forth with Dak a bunch of times. I, th- I I think he could go in either tier. I think Dak's good. I mean, Dak is the kind of guy that the narrative uh, around him will be for his whole career probably, however his season ends. I also think he'll probably be, when his career ends, you're going to be like, you know, he was actually better than we ever gave him credit for. Dak kind has of how, been like a top 10 quarterback for years. Without some of the big bonehead moments that like Tony Romo had I think when he retired and you look back at his stats you're like you know what Romo is actually like a good quarterback yeah but people at the time couldn't stand the guy it's the nature so. of the job he's the Cowboys quarterback mm-hmm. again I have a couple more people that you didn't have but they started off your next year which we did pro bowlers slash guys that we will look back at and be like wow look at those stats I think we'll differ like by a lot on this tier okay so, so give me yours <clears throat> All right, so for this one, I had mentioned that Dak, Kirk, and Stafford were the first three, and part Wait, of that also, was... before, sorry, you didn't have Kirk as a franchise quarterback? So the way I kind of did it was, they're kind of like the, this is where the team needs to be good around them. I, I think Kirk wins you games, though. I think Kirk does. is... does. Kirk's a good quarterback. I think he elevates your team. But it's kind of, it kind of ties back to that conference championship that I was saying for, like, these guys I could see play for, like, two at most. That's fair. I just think Kirk's a cut above some of, a lot of the guys in this tier. But, sorry, continue with your list. Sure. Um, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Tua Tagovailoa, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Again, these aren't really, the first three happen to be a cut above the rest in this tier, but I don't. I didn't intentionally rank them within the tiers. I have Goff, Carr, Tua, in no order. And what were the other ones that you said? I had Deshaun, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr also. So I have Carr. I don't have Deshaun and, and Russell Wilson. I have them in a, in a lower tier, which I'll explain. But And then I also have Daniel Jones. Okay. I have, which my bias is coming in there, but I genuinely believe in him and... My bias, I think, is helping me analyze him in a way that others don't because I watch him play so much. And with weapons, I think I really believe that paired with his ability to run the football, I I do think he can elevate his game to another level. And then I also have Fields, Kyler, and Brock Purdy. 
very high on Brock Purdy, and I think his while his system elevates him, as it does every quarterback, it's hard to separate him from the system. I agree. I have actually uh, my next category, which is young with potential. Yeah. So why didn't you put Fields in this cor- in this category? Um, I was surprised. I'm surprised that you didn't. I put him there because one, he's an elite rusher of football already, but two, I think he can throw the ball. Other I do people. Too. My brother argues with me all the time that he can't throw the football at all. I think he looks good throwing the football. I think he's got a lot of natural arm talent. Yeah. That other, like, my, Chris vehemently disagrees with me. It, it has not, No, he's wrong. It has nothing to do with the arm talent. It's the decision-making and the anticipation yeah, but that he, he struggles but with. But he also had no O-line what, at all and, yeah. and one receiver, one NFL-caliber receiver. Yeah, no, I... I so, I know you're were, a fan, so it's I'm arguing with no one right now but it's <laughs> the reports out of training camp are, are that he's he's looked very good and uh and you didn't have kyler in here either i didn't i don't I, like kyler i don't like kyler either i had him not in the next tier i had him in the tier below for a minute and i felt like that was my anger with him in fantasy coming out so i i, I moved him back up i don't <laughs> like kyler though I, but he puts up big numbers he does, so yeah. that's why we will look back and be like, "Wow, look at those stats," which that's is fair. our qualifier. So that was why I True. bumped him up. Now I had him in the young with potential. So I had Daniel Jones, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Kyler Fields, Mac Jones. I just wrote San Francisco quarterback because if it's Trey Lance, I think he could be good. If it's uh, Brock, I think he he could be good. If it's Darnold, I think they could win a lot of games. It's, had, it's Purdy, though. It's going to be? Yeah. He's gotten all the first-team reps every practice that he's played. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ritter I have there, and I have Kenny Pickett also. So I almost put Pickett in the tier, in the next tier, the tier below, just because he's young with potential, but I, I think he's right now a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. He reminds me of Ryan Tannehill in that, like, you know what your floor is. Gotcha. So it, I almost put him down one. but So I have Pickett, Bryce Young, Stroud, Richardson, all the rookies. I didn't even put Will Levis on here. I didn't even think of him until he right now. He's, he's not, he's not going to start this year. So And then I also have Ritter, Jordan Love, and Sam Howell. Uh, I know you don't like Jordan Love, but you also you don't like the Packers. And, but I, I think Jordan Love could be a, an okay quarterback. I, I'm not counting him out. And I don't hate Sam Howell, honestly. I, I like some of the things I saw. I know you know more about college football again, like we discussed earlier, so you saw his lack of progression throughout college, but I liked what I saw of him in limited action to put him in that young with potential category, except all again, more Jacoby Brissett noise this week. Yeah. I sent you an article. I don't understand this. Well, you I, spoke that into existence. I, I, <laughs> I saw some of it on Twitter. I just didn't expect, I think it was Ron Rivera came out and said it. Yeah, it was like, did. don't sleep on Jacoby Brissett. Like, no, we're not. I'll be at sleepies with Jacoby yeah. Brissett. Mattress firm. Mattress the money firm. laundering. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I think we're pretty in line. But for my Ryan Tannehill tier and other versions of Ryan Tannehill, I have more names in here than I think you do left. I have three. Yeah, I have one, two, three, six. How do you have so many names still? Because I didn't say a bunch that you've already said. No, I said three that I that you haven't said. Mac Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. True. Okay. So you think both those guys are Tannehill? I think Mac Jones is is Tannehill. I don't I don't disagree with Mac Jones. I think Tannehill. he's Tannehill. I think I just I don't see his ceiling being 
anything special. But Deshaun and Russ as Tannehill, that's so surprising. So Deshaun is, I have as Tannehill with potential, and right. Russ I have return to form Tannehill. In that their floor this year is Tannehill, but they have the potential to be more. Deshaun Watson's not young anymore, so he couldn't be young with potential. No, he was, but he's like he was, 26, right? Yeah, but I, I, I didn't put anyone that has been in the league for... Like, I didn't even have Kyler in the young with potential category. Like, I didn't want to put him there. I didn't consider him young anymore. 27 turning 28 week two. Yeah, so I don't consider him young anymore. And he was awful last year. Like, the worst quarterback in football. So projecting him now is very difficult. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. That's essentially what it is. And Russ, I just, I I believe in Russ. I'm not out on Russ. If there was a unknown category or a I have to see more category, Russ would be in there. It's But right now he's returned to form Dan L. Russ would be in there, but for me also Jalen Hurts would be in there. But a totally different yeah, stops of that bus route. I don't know. I saw a lot of Jalen Hurts last year. And he also, on the, the biggest stage, showed out. Like, he looked really good in the Super Bowl. The Eagles gave them a good run. Yeah. Like, it feels disrespectful to me to to count him out i'd rather be wrong and have him be bad than bet against him and be right okay i I don't know i he seems like a good leader and i like the way he runs the ball and he threw the ball really well last year over a like the full season there was not really any weak moments so he didn't give me any reason to doubt him I've, i've never seen a quarterback put have that good of a year and then be bad. That level. He was an MVP. Almost one MVP. Is there an example that I'm forgetting? I keep like Carson I feel like Wentz. Wentz is always the answer. I know, but that was injury. I know yeah. it's Wentz. I know it's Wentz. It's always Wentz. He's always the the. He's always proving all my theories wrong. But he's <laughs> his was injury. It's yeah. I I don't really count injury like in that way. I, I'm I'm higher on Jalen Hurts. I I think he's good. And he won me a fantasy championship. That's big. Big money. So for my Tannehill category, I have Geno Smith, mm-hmm. I have R- Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. and I also have Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah. So I have Geno Smith is reclamation Tannehill. He's just good story Tannehill. I have Jimmy. That's kind of what Tannehill was. Yeah, it's true. Well, he's Tannehill Tannehill. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jimmy G, I have his handsome Tannehill. He's just—that's pretty much all he is. So they're all—it's—it's it's basically game manager plus. That's kind of what they are. Yeah. What about the Jets category? People who made as might as well have been drafted by the Jets. I have Baker. I have Baker, Sam Howell, and Jordan Love. I know you, but why are you so low on just because of his college career, Sam Howell? You're just anti- no, no. I'm I'm really actually not as out on Sam Howell as this list probably makes it seem. It does. You have him as the worst possible tier you could have him as. You you skipped it's over more just young like with situationally. Potential. It's better now that it's, they're under new ownership, but like yeah, and they have a new OC. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think having Sam Howell there is a little mean. It might. Jordan be. Love. We saw him be horrific in that one game. Hundred percent of what I see. He seen gave you bad. enough to doubt. Yeah. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that I don't know that he deserves. And it could be based solely on that I liked him in Madden. He had star potential, and that was cool. Yeah, it was. I like that. But to put Sam Howell with Baker here, and we, Baker might lose this job, by the way. 
apparently he's just been throwing picks left and right in camp. I, I was reading about it today. He might lose the starting job to Kyle Trask. Oh, man. Kyle yeah. Trask would be bottom on my list, though. Yeah. So, I think putting those two. I get Jordan Love. Jordan Love is definitely my bias showing a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a little mean having him there. Counting him out based off such a small sample size. It, it's also counting him out for our, like a 30-year sample size. Like, what are the odds he's good after two Hall of Famers in a row? They know how to draft quarterbacks. So did the Colts. Then they ended up with freaking Matty Ice and Wentz. Didn't draft them. I know, but still. They know how to draft let me, quarterbacks. Let me just roll with this theory, please, that he has to stink because they're due. I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he could be middle of the pack. No uh, mostly pun intended. Zero pun intended. I, I know there was a pun, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> it's tough. Our young with potential category is very vague. Yeah. Because, like, would you put... I mean, I wouldn't put Jordan Love in the same category as Anthony Richardson, like, in terms of potential, you know? But they, he's he is young with potential, so he goes in the category. It's tough with tiers. It's tough with rankings. They're all, And you don't know what these rookies, what they're going to be. You, it's very hard after, like, the top ten to project anything, pretty much. That's why we just stuck them in one category. Exactly. And that's why we gave all the middle-of-the-pack guys their Tannehill and other versions of Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill's basically, to me, the new, like, Andy Dalton. Just a, just a mile marker. Just yeah, just like perfectly good enough to be a consistent starting quarterback. Like that's that's right there. That's that line. And Gino is reclamation Tannehill. Like if he goes out there and does it again, he will be bumped up into the Pro Bowlers category next year for me. But he could be a one year wonder. He, he is a there's enough sample size there. If he regresses, it won't be shocking. Yeah. True. So yeah. I think we were pretty much in line here, though. Yeah, just a like, slightly different grading scale. Who who are your top five? Quarterbacks? Yeah. Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, and Herbert in that order. I agree. I have the same. Okay. And then who's six? Rodgers? Yeah. 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 For now. He could end up at four, or he could end up at 20 after this year. Yeah, I don't think he can go any higher than four. I'd be shocked if he did. He can't. What if Josh Allen throws, like, 50 picks? 50 picks? Well, I'm exaggerating. No one's ever thrown even close to 50 picks. Um, as far Unless there was something, like, way back in the day that I don't know about. But They didn't even throw back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They wouldn't even – they probably threw 50 passes the whole year. Uh, no, I don't think he can – I don't. I just I, don't. See, I mean, sure. Like, if something like that happens, yeah. But I don't see it happening. I think it's a clear one-two with Mahomes, Burrow, with Mahomes being a tier above Burrow. I think Allen's clear top three guy. I agree, but I think he's a step below Burrow. If I was starting a team right now, it would be pretty easily Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I don't know, honestly. I mean, yeah, pretty easily Mahomes definitely, but I think I think Allen was pretty bit like banged up last year. His elbow once once he hurt his elbow, it's his decision making for me. Uh, that's fair. He's too reckless at times. He's reckless, and Burrow is cool, calm, and collected at all times. You, you can't you can't shake that guy. Not as multi dimensional though. That no, but Josh you don't. Allen. But you don't want Josh Allen running much longer, I would imagine. Well, you don't want him taking hits. But yeah. Like, as long as he's staying healthy, then you want to. That's fair, him. but Burrow's not a, a statue in the pocket either. He's athletic. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I, I still would put Burrow 
pretty comfortably over Allen. Right. I understand why someone would argue opposite. Fair. All right, you want to do awards? Yeah, who uh, who starts this week? Who started last week? I'll start. Okay. okay. I have no idea who started last Neither week. Do I. <laughs> All right. So my first award is the 2012-13 Miami Heat 27-game win streak award. So that was with uh, the big three. Yeah, the Heatles. Yeah. Is it a baseball team? Yeah, I didn't think so. Someone we've, it's, someone we've talked about on the podcast today. It's a person that's getting this? A singular person. Messi? No, we didn't talk about him today. Uh, uh, can I have another hint? Can I have a hint? Uh, yes. Okay, so it has to do with being on a crazy run and everyone wanting it to end while it was happening because they were unlikable. Oh, Roman Reigns? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think you'd go there. Nice. Okay, yeah. That's we got fair. there, we got there. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought after we talked so much about it that we wouldn't go there for the award, so I, I blocked it out of my mind. I'm like, what sport <laughs> are we in? I'm thinking, like, the Atlanta Braves? Like, they, they're good, but they're not on, like, that big of a win streak. Like, you, there's no way you'd give the Cubs an award, so. Do you remember that Bulls game where the Heat lost? It was an awesome game. Lou Aldang was unconscious from beyond the arc. He played 48 minutes, I think, that game. I don't know why I remember that so vividly. I think all of the starters, like, didn't come out of that game. It was... I mean, it was, it was a Tom Thibodeau well, yeah, team. It was a Tibbs team. But, <laughs> but it was even exceptional for a Tibbs team. Yeah. It was a must-win game. Yeah. They were going to be the ones to end it. And In Chicago on, like, a Sunday afternoon. Everyone hated that those Heat teams, unless you're a bandwagon Heat fan or a real Heat fan. But everyone, like, the most disliked team of my memory, I think. Yeah. In any sport. In any sport. Yeah. More than the uh, Patriots. I do. I think the Yankees and the Cowboys might be up there mm, still. It's hard as as a Yankees fan for me to think of that. You're right. People hate them even when they're bad. People yeah. hate them when they're good. People hate their players even when they're not on the team anymore. So you're right. The Yankees could be up there. But that, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was my first award. Okay. My first award, if you don't get this, then I think our friendship's over. Okay. So it's the Return of the Prince Award. The Return of the Prince Award? Of the Prince. Okay. Is this a movie quote or something? No, it is not. Okay. It's a bas- going to is a basketball player. Is this because Frank caught on somewhere? Mm-hmm. The French Prince. See, I, I didn't guess him at first immediately because the last time the, a prince was mentioned, the My Sweet Prince Award. Yeah, that was different. I he hadn't caught on somewhere. This it's is true. He yeah. signed with the Hornets now, yeah. Frank, and I thought he was going to be out of the league. And... For those of you who don't know, I have an unconditional love for Frank Nilakina, and it's warrantless. He's done next to nothing to deserve it, but I will forever root for him. I might buy a Frank France jersey. I've almost done it already, but I just love him, and he never really got a fair shake. Phil Jackson drafted him to run the triangle offense for the Knicks, and then Phil got fired, got fired immediately after. Why do you let him? Yeah. Why do you let him do the draft if you're gonna fire him right after? I, you know what? I always wondered why football teams do that, and I had read that it's because that's like when the cycle resets, basically, like all the work is done. Yeah, I know it is, but you he it was a system fit though. It was a system uh, that, pick. Yeah, that's fair. It's that in, in a system that you're not running anymore. In a system that you shouldn't have run in the first place. The triangle's so outdated in today's NBA. There are elements of it that are applicable in today's NBA because it's just. 
you know, constant free-flowing movement and counteractions and actions. Someone catches the ball, they do this. If that's open, you go here. It's just running a simple offense, essentially. But having overloading one side of the court and having corner post wing or whatever, another triangle created on the court, it's just clogging up too much space. It doesn't work anymore. The point of the point guard in the triangle offense is to pass the ball and run to the corner. That's why you draft Frank is because you're not relying on him to be a primary ball handler, really, because the primary ball handler doesn't do much. And then you expect him to be your franchise point guard when you stop running the triangle. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing here? God, the Phil Jackson era was a disaster. Just talking about it's making me sad again. How about the Hornets bringing in a lanky European guy and Michael Jordan not being the driving force? It's shocking. Yeah. I saw he penned a, a letter thanking the people of Charlotte, which did, was nice. Did anyone thank him? He, his presence made them more relevant than they'll probably be. Okay. I think he brought them that. They also, they got an all-star game in Charlotte. That was probably almost all his doing. True, you're right. I forgot about that. I think they're probably happy he's no longer the owner because he was not. A good owner. No. But. Now the Hornets got a, the Luka stopper on their team. The Mavs have been hiding Frank on their bench just so he couldn't lock up Luka for the last few years. Uh, my second award is the Brooklyn Nets Super Team Era Award. Is this going to the Penguins? No. Oh, okay, sorry. Damn it. You're chilling. Wh- which super team are we talking? The old one? The no, the, no, the no, newer no, no, no. one. The new super team. Oh, I see so the confusion. That's, yeah, I was thinking the... Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Joe Johnson, Darren Williams era. Okay, so this is going to – is it going to a team or a player? It's going to a team, It's going to a team that has amassed a collection of superstars who aren't necessarily great fits for each other and all are big personalities that are going to be hard to maintain. Not exactly because that's very basketball-centric. Is it going to be a failed super team? It's going to the Jets – no. Oh, I thought you were just going to spew Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Okay. You're rhyming with it. The Mets. Yeah, it's going to the Mets. All right. <laughs> they, so it's yeah. a team of all-time greats brought together to take over the city and win titles fast and in multiplicity but failed and was swiftly dismembered. Okay. That's good. But, yeah, and they just sent down Brett Beatty. Who's Did they? Their, I didn't know that. Wow. I think their second-ranked prospect. yeah. Yeah, and they just sent him down. He was, I mean, I think he was – struggling a little bit and his approach had changed so it was a kind of a reset but after a tear down sending you're supposed to be bringing up your prospects not sending them back down so it's not great michael k was going off on the mets has been for weeks ever since the trade deadline actually he's very unhappy with them but like and i understand his logic he was saying what about the 90 year old mets fan that like may not have another year even like you had a 12 percent chance to make the playoffs like you owe it to your fans to go for it but the yankees did the same thing in uh 2016 i think he like conveniently forgets that we did that when you you know to you let walk into the sunset you retire a rod you bring up judge and all the young guys and gary goes on his run and then we almost made the playoffs like the yankees did that they sold andrew miller they sold chapman so it's not a bad strategy, but eating the money the way the Mets did is unheard of. On to my next award. Yes. There's a 0% chance, unless you've heard this story, even still, yeah, you're not going to get it. All right. I'm sorry, but it's, I, it's something I need to talk about, and I think you'll find interesting. Okay. So it's the Deserving of Public Shame Award. I mean, yeah, I got nothing. Like, Me? 
No. Me? No, you don't deserve public shame. You deserve public adoration. No, it's... Have you heard about the Orioles broadcaster? Yes, why is he... That he's getting... Suspend, he's suspended indefinitely. I saw the video. I couldn't figure out what he said wrong. Not only did he not say anything wrong, he just read what was on the graphic that they provided him. Was it just that they were annoyed that they he pointed out that they can't beat the Rays in Tampa? No. Apparently, the it was... So it's the uh, John Angelos, the managing partner of the Orioles, the son of the owner. He was upset, or for lack of a better word, butthurt, that Kevin Brown, the broadcaster, said the Orioles have won more games against the Rays this season, than, I guess at the Trop, than the last two seasons combined. Which is pointing out fact. And not only was this uh, on the graphic that the media team provided for him, it was a like a fact, a statistic that was, you know, they give out like media pamphlets to the to the uh, analysts and whatever the reporters that they read with fast facts about the series and all that good stuff. That was one of them that the the Orioles organization gave out, having nothing to do with this guy. Uh huh. So it's literally you you watch the whole video. It is the most nothing burger statement of all time. Sounds like anything said in any game I've ever watched. It's literally just pointing out facts and statistics. It is I, the fact that this man is suspended at all, let alone indefinitely is is embarrassing, quite yeah. frankly. And it's the Orioles are having an amazing year and it's like it's just bringing attention to your team that has no business being brought on them. Like, they're a fun young team doing amazing things, and you're so insecure that you have to suspend a guy because he read a stat off a graphic that wasn't even that bad, that was just admitting fact that the Orioles have been a bad team for the last few years, and now they're good, which is essentially complimenting them. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just saying, it's pointing out improvement. It wasn't like he said, yeah, the Orioles were a real dumpster fire the last couple of years, huh? Like, he didn't say anything. <laughs> like, he didn't say that. Even if he had, he wouldn't have deserved being suspended. I've heard Jeff Nelson say just as bad as stuff on the Yankees <laughs> broadcast. It's hilarious. It's embarrassing. This, like, if... And also, like, the fans want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. I'm Come glad on, you brought man. that up. I'm glad we got to talk about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like, they're just so ridiculous. I knew you wouldn't get the... He, but he is deserving of public shame. Yeah, and he's getting it. All of it. He deserves all of this. And I hope he gets more. I hope ESPN picks it up. I hope they start talking about it. I want this guy to be shamed by all. He deserves it. <laughs> Good Do you strike. want to go to last take, worst take? Yeah, okay, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'll go first because you gave your first award. All right. Um, so my last take, worst take, is I actually just – I had a different one, and I was ready to give it, but I saw this on Twitter five minutes before I came here. Someone said that James Harden is not a Hall of Famer. I mean. And he said, sure, he's famous enough to be in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> but he's not a Hall of Famer. And so I was just – I just saw someone tweet underneath it like, you good bro <laughs> like you are so wrong it's not even worth arguing with you and the guy was like well it's just my opinion like you can't just hide behind that shield when you say something dumb that's not your opinion he was in the nba top 75 he's already a lock for the hall of fame 100 yeah, percent. yeah this it was no i question. i couldn't believe and the guy's name was like i took a screenshot of it but my phone is being used to I, I it was poor planning on my part 
Um, but it's, a- it was like someone from Houston, I think. It was like HOU was in their their oh. their handle. So this but, is a six-time All-NBA first-team guy. Is, yeah, it, it's he's one of the best players of all time. Like regardless of how you feel about him, he's one of the best players of all time. Yeah, Argu- like we had a discussion. He's a top three to five shooting guard of all time. Whether you, I don't even like him, I hate watching him. His game is a, even when he was on Houston at his best. He's, it's a garbage That's game when to watch. That's worst. Yeah, it's a when his skill was at his best. Yes, watching him was his was worst. At its worst. Yes, 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 it was a horrible time. But still, you have to acknowledge how good he is, and like he could even if he sh- even if he was fat hard in his whole career, he'd still maybe make the NBA Hall of Fame. I'm gonna have to think about that one. He's still a twenty. I'll get back to you on. With the longevity and the health, assuming he stayed healthy and the, his his being fat did make him get injuries, I still think he would be in the Hall of Fame probably. It's a bad take. Def- it's one of the worst takes I've ever seen. <laughs> It's it's not just a bad take. I I was excited to I almost ruined it because I was so ready to tell you it earlier. Um, okay, so my worst take of the week goes to Twitter user at Mike ADXX. Yesterday, Inter Miami when they went down four two in the sixty eighth minute, tweeted sixty eight goal Dallas four two. Hashtag Dal versus MIA. And this Twitter user replied to, quote tweeted it, Pessy can't win important games in the MLS. Meanwhile, Ronaldo damn near 40 carrying Al Nasir in a tougher league. In the 30 or so minutes after that, Messi contributed. Uh, he had the free kick that was headed in to bring them within one. He had the 85th minute outside of the box free kick to tie the game. He scored in the penalty shootout that they went to right after regulation to help them through to the next round. So, Mike ADXX, please contact us and we will send you your award. But yeah, that was uh, that's bad. Yes, I mean it's just <sighs> Twitter trolls are a different breed of human, if like, they're human at all. Unless they're just the confirmed aliens we have on Earth. Yeah, it's, or a bot, or a bot. But it's the Pessy Penaldo, like. Even the people who comment, like LeBron's Le Mickey rings and all that stuff, like it was funny at first. But yeah, like it's like enough, dude. On every single post, it's, it's like, it's like, what are you doing, dude? What, like, truly, Touch grass. truly, what are you doing? Touch like, grass. Actually, <laughs> I think I taught you that, right? You did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so it's so embarrassing. Imagine being one of these people. Like imagine I was one of this person and you like found out that I was doing this. I think you would tell me like, dude, you got you got cut that. <laughs> I, I would, yeah. I know for a certain if it was you and I saw you were doing it, I would absolutely call you out on it. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Debating is one thing, but entrenching yourself in one incredibly wrong opinion all the time just you make they make it their personality it's so strange i don't even understand it it's just i can't even fathom it literally just people formed by twitter which we have never seen before like now well now it's x these are x people true they're x they're no longer people (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah that's that does it for last take worst take things got silly you have anything else no i think that's about it i I think it was uh a good episode yeah me too cool 
Uh, reminder to follow 528 Collectibles. Follow the Breaks Down podcast on... We're on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. YouTube. Podbean, YouTube, Apple Pl- Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Podcasts. We're on all the stuff. Overcast Podcasts. We're on some iHeartRadio Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. we're all on right. that one. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, we're on all of them. So just check them out on all of them. And like, comment, subscribe. Thank you. See you next week.